You're listening to the Grace Family Church Podcast. Notes for today's sermon are available by downloading the GFC Florida app. Welcome, Grace Family Church. How you guys doing? Come on, man. We got seven campuses all over Tampa. Those watching online, let us know where you're watching from. I would like to have a special, like, clap for all the folks who hung out after Thanksgiving and you attended church here this weekend. Let's give it up for our guests, guys. Come on now. Watching online and you're here. Man, we just greet you with gratitude. We say thank you for being here. You could have chose to be anywhere else, but you chose to be here today. And you know, for Thanksgiving, I don't know about you, but I love to eat, so I love Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving was great for us, man. We had our traditional dressing. We had some oxtails and gravy and rice, but that's not what this message is about. But you know what? They got something different going on now. It's called Friendsgiving. And I don't know if my waistline can take more than one Thanksgiving in a month, but they got this thing called Friendsgiving, and my son Trey, he's a part of the exchange ministry. They meet on Tuesday nights at the Carrollwood campus at 7 o'clock. If you're 18 to 29 years old, you need to be there. It is a happening place. And so for Friendsgiving, they all got together, and what you do is you, it's basically Thanksgiving, but with your friends. And, and so what he did was he had the responsibility of bringing, bringing a honey-baked ham. Now, let me tell you about a honey-baked ham. Come on, somebody. See, my wife made sure every year for Thanksgiving when he was growing up, we had a honey-baked ham. I mean, it's juicy, it's sliced, it has the brown sugar on it. It's, I mean, it's so, so good. And so Trey signed up to bring the honey-baked ham. And so as he came to me, he was like, Dad, man, I, I signed up to bring the honey-baked ham, but I never knew how much the honey-baked ham cost. And so as I'm standing there talking to my son and we're having this exchange, I hear the ringtone in his pocket going, ching-ching, ching-ching. You guys know what I'm talking about, that ringtone, the ching-ching. I'm like, Trey, what's the ching-ching? He's like, that's people contributing to the honey-baked ham. <laughs> so I was like, bro, where's my ching-ching for all of your life that we've been providing this honey-baked ham to you? You know, but we laughed about that. And it's interesting to me how it takes for us to understand the cost of things before we show gratitude. Because sometimes we can just kind of take things for granted when we're growing up, when we're experiencing certain things in our life. We just kind of take it for granted that someone's providing for us, that someone did something for us. In fact, the, the definition of gratitude is in your outlines. Gratitude is an acknowledgement of having received something good from someone else. It's simply an acknowledgement. And what's an acknowledgement? It means that I recognize, I disclose, I make known, or I take notice that someone did something for me. It's where we get the word gratuity. When we get our meal and we leave a gratuitous gratitude. And see, gratitude is attractional and it's valuable. Gratitude is attractional and it's valuable. You know, here in Tampa, there's a road called Dale Mabry, and on Dale Mabry, uh, there's a Chick-fil-A. And I found myself waiting in line one day at Chick-fil-A, and the, the line for the drive through was around the Chick-fil-A, flowed two lanes over Dale Mabry into the turning lane that I was in. And I'm like, why am I waiting in this line for some chicken? Like, this is crazy. And so I toughed it out because I love my four-piece spicy with some hot waffle fries, come on, somebody. With the Chick-fil-A sauce, that Chick-fil-A sauce banging, ain't it? I mean, come on. Yeah, we clapping for Chick-fil-A sauce. That's awesome. 
get you a cherry coke. But anyway, that's not what it's about. So I pull up, I make my order. And I pull around, and I'm a little frustrated. I worked all day, and I'm like, man, why am I in this long line? And I pull up, the young lady gives me my bag of food, and they very rarely make a mistake. She gives me my bag of food, and I say, thank you. All she had to say was, you're welcome, but no, 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 no. She said, my pleasure. I said, what? My pleasure? As if to say, sir, if you need anything else, we're here to serve you. If, if we made a mistake, it's my pleasure to serve you because I'm recognizing, sir, that you took your time, your energy, and your resources, and you spent them with us. And today, I say to you, it's my pleasure to serve you. You see, gratitude is attractional. It's valuable. And so I did a little study on that, those two words, my pleasure. And Truett Cathy, who's the founder of Chick-fil-A in 2002, went to Ritz-Carlton, and he's, li- he's staying at Ritz-Carlton, and he noticed that they would say, my pleasure. Every time someone said thank you, they said, my pleasure. And so he brought it back to his team, and he's at this global event, and he's letting everybody know, like, look, guys, we need to move to saying my pleasure. And everybody's like, nah, we shouldn't do that, Truett, man. You're getting old. You don't really know what's in right now. And it wasn't until two years later when his son Dan took over as the CEO. And instead of Dan coming in and writing like, hey, man, from now on, we're going to say my pleasure, what Dan did was started to say my pleasure himself. And from the top down at Chick-fil-A, it's an unwritten rule. It's not in a notebook. It's not in their training. It's in their culture. They have a culture of gratitude. You see, gratitude is attractional when the leader or the dad or the mom or the person in charge starts to show gratitude. Everyone else just kind of follows suit because gratitude is attractional and gratitude is valuable. This year, Chick-fil-A made a cash flow of $16 billion. Gratitude is attractional. Gratitude is valuable. You know, many times I talk to people about their marriage and they're like, man, we're drifting apart. But if we apply some gratitude, maybe we would drift together. Kids are leaving home and not wanting to go back. Last week, Pastor Craig shared Cats in the Cradle. I will tell you, that song literally changed my life. If you have not listened to the words of that song and you're a parent, please, please go listen to it. Because there'll be one day when you'll launch your kids out somewhere. And I know for a fact your prayer would be one day that they would want to come back home. But if we apply gratitude, it's attractional and it pulls people together. And here's the truth, guys. Not only is gratitude an acknowledgement of having received something from someone else, what is ingratitude? We all know when we experience ingratitude. Oh, man. Ingratitude has at its core, it devalues people. It actually pushes people away when we show ingratitude for something. At the root of ingratitude, there's pride, there's lack of contentment, and there's comparison. And if you find yourself with these attitudes, ingratitude will show up. You know, in the 1950s, they started studying gratitude, and psychologists started to realize when they were treating patients that had anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts, a part of their, uh, what they would give them is an assignment. They would tell them to write letters of gratitude. Just just show someone that you're thankful 
for what happened in your life. And what they started to notice that there's health benefits to gratitude. You know that gratitude lowers your blood pressure? Do you know that you sleep better at night when you count your blessings? Before you close your eyes? Do you know that gratitude helps to improve your immune system and it causes less fatigue and you create more intimate and connected relationships? In fact, I'll say this from a scientific standpoint. When you show gratitude, you're writing in your, in fact, we have a sore journal here at Grace Family Church. One of our stores, get the sore journal. In the sore journal at the end of your devotional, you write what you're, great, what you're gracious for, what you're thankful for. There's a spot for gratitude. But here's what happens to us scientifically when we show gratitude. It boosts the neurotransmitter serotonin, which carries messages between our nerve cells in the brain and throughout the body. And it activates the brain, in the brainstem to produce dopamine. Yep, that, what you were just thinking about. Dopamine. God put it in our body to turn up. God put it in our body to get crunk. Like, yes, when you start praising God and you start just seeing, y'all look at them when they're jumping up and down up here, they high on Jesus. They're getting it in because they're thankful to God. In fact, Pastor Black said it a couple of weeks ago. All I need is my memory to worship. All I got to do is think about how good God has been to me. And my knees bow automatically. But that's what happens to our body. And maybe what's plaguing our society and our family and our churches is a lack of gratitude. How do we cultivate gratitude? I mean, can it be taught? It was taught to Chick-fil-A. It was a part of their culture. So that means that I can cultivate gratitude. And when I think about gratitude, it breaks into two words. The first word is grace. You know what grace is, right? It's unmerited favor. It means that God gives me something I don't deserve and I can't earn. The other side of it is attitude. You ever met somebody with a bad attitude? We know what that is, right? Gracious attitude. Here's a new de definition for you. Gratitude is a mental disposition. It's our mental. It has to do with our mind. With regard to unmerited favor that I receive. And here's what I found out in my short time on this earth. That when I acknowledge it, when I acknowledge God's grace, it alters my attitude and cultivates a life of gratitude. When I acknowledge God's grace in my life, it alters my attitude about life and gives me the ability to have gratitude. You know, we used to say in church, God is good and all the time. And the reason why we say that is because in Genesis 1, God created the heavens and the earth. He created all the creeping things. He created the things that walk. He created the sun, the moon, the stars. He creates all this stuff. And every single time it says that God saw that it was good. And he keeps seeing everything and it's good and it's good and it's good. And then he gets to man and he creates man in his image and his likeness in Genesis 1. And he says, oh my gosh, I looked at man and woman and it's very good. It's very good. You ever went snowing? Anybody ever been snow skiing, skiing? The snow-capped mountains. When you're sitting there and you're looking at the mountain and you feel the awe of God. You ever see a sunset? Over at Clearwater Beach, people travel miles around just to see the sunset. And all of a sudden, there's something that wells up inside of you that says, man, this thing is bigger than me. There must be a God. He created that. 
And he said, it's very good. But guess, see, we don't have a problem with that. If I stayed there, everybody in this room would be like, oh, man, and online, man, Ralph, you're right. When I look at the sky, the moon, and the stars, boy, when I look at the environment, I look at a glacier, I go whale watching. Man, it just, it's awe-inspiring, Ralph. It's so beautiful. The nature is crazy. But guess what? He created people, too. In his image and his likeness. Aren't they deserving of gratitude? Oh my gosh, Pastor Craig, come get Ralph off the stage. Because he's telling us that we got to show gratitude to each other. We can't just sit in our little corner, our little Christian corner and say, oh God, you're so amazing, it's so much all, but, and then walk out and not treat each other with gratitude. You know, when I, I, I look at my wife, I, I always think about this verse, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and he obtains favor from the Lord. See, when I look at my wife, even on bad days, she's my good thing. She's my good thing, even on bad days. And she's attached to the favor of God in my life. I got to find a good thing in her. What about your husband? You gotta, is there anything good left? He's the man you fell in love with. What about your kid? I know they bad right now in the school, keep calling. But guess what? There's some good. Show the baby some gratitude. I'm grateful for you. You got to find it. You got to find it. Is there any gratitude left? You know, gratitude is not just an acknowledgement of good, but it's an acknowledgement of God. See, gratitude is not just an acknowledgement of good. It's, it's, it comes from when we acknowledge God. It's cultivated when we look to him first. And I'm here to share with you, there's three ways, three acknowledgements every day that if you take these three acknowledgements and you apply them to your life, you will cultivate a life of gratitude. Psalms 103 says this, acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. You know, the first acknowledgement that we got to make every day is that he is God and I am not. Come on, come on, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say the first part, you say the second part. He is God. He, he's God. And, and I am not. And, and, and when I say that, when I make that acknowledgement, that he's God and Ralph is not, it humbles me and brings me under the authority and the dominion of God. I did some research, and right now, even though you're not feeling seasick besides the words that I'm saying to you, the earth is spinning 1,000 miles per hour right now. Spinning, the earth. And it's orbiting around the sun 67,000 miles per hour, and I'm going to stop doing this before I pass out. Isn't it amazing that I don't pass out? Isn't it amazing that the sun, we're orbiting around the sun 67,000 miles per hour and spinning 1,000 miles per hour, yet God holds it all together? Do you realize that the earth is on an axis and it's leaning, and if it leans too much this way or too much that way, we'll be thrust into darkness. We couldn't even live here if it wasn't on his axis. He's God. I'm not. So the next time you see the seasons change and you see the leaves change and you're in awe, you say, all you can say is he's God and I'm not. Did you know that you breathe 12 to 14 times per minute? 12 to 14 times a minute you breathe. 
and it's involuntary. You can't do anything to stop yourself from breathing. Outside of yourself, you could. You can hold your breath only a certain amount of time because God breathed the breath of life into you. And he's the only one that can take it away. 12 to 14 times a minute. It's involuntary. You see, we acknowledge that he is God and I am not. And it puts me in my rightful place. The second acknowledgement that we have to make is this. Is that he made me, I didn't make myself. He made me. I didn't make myself. In fact, we're going to say that one. He made me. I didn't make myself. Psalms 103 says this. He made us. Psalms 139 says, for, he, for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. It goes on to say, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, I got a chance. My, my granddaughter was born 16 months ago. She is the joy of my life. And when she came into the world, I'm going to let you know right now, I have three children. I have a granddaughter and childbirth still is a miracle to me. It's, it's an amazing thing. It's kind of hard to explain what God does in the womb. But this says that he knit us together in our mother's womb. I want you to do me a favor. When I was in school, we used to put our hand over our heart and say the Pledge of Allegiance. We're not doing that, but I want you to put your hand over your heart. Come on, humor me. And just be still for a second. You feel that? You feel that heartbeat? That's been happening since you were in your mother's womb. You didn't earn it. You don't deserve it. It's just there. And I can tell you right now, there's times with my mom, she might say things, she might do things, but one thing my mom got right was she gave birth to me. She chose me over her own things that she wanted to do. She chose to bring me into this world. And it's so many times, it's so difficult to find gratitude. I, I got a dad, my, me and my dad. He, we, we, when he passed away, we were on bad terms. But you know what? He was still my dad. I got to find the good in it somehow. He wasn't the greatest dad, but he was mine. Because I know people who don't have a dad. Never even met their dad. Do I have the greatest marriage in the world? I believe so. I do. It's my wife. She's my good thing. I'm her husband. I'm her thing. <laughs> we got to find the gratitude, guys, because when I think about the heartbeat, your heart beats 30, 35 million times a year. 35 million times a year, our heart beats. Next week, I'll be 51 years old. Next week on Tuesday, my heart would have beat 1,785 million times. He's God. I'm not. He made me. I didn't make myself. And that idea cultivates gratitude. And you might be here right now and you're saying, Ralph, man, I get the whole heart thing and I get the breath thing and I get how we get. Yeah, I get all that, Ralph. And yeah, the moon and the stars. That's, but man, Ralph, I pulled myself up by the bootstraps. I worked hard for what I got. My parents didn't give me anything. I deserve better in life. I work hard. I work 957 hours a week. I don't even think it's that many. But I got everything. I earned it, Ralph. And you know what? And I understand all that. I'm a self-made man. In fact, the great theologian Snoop Dogg, when he was getting a war, said, I would like to thank me. That's how some of us walk around. 
And you might say to you, it might be your anthem, man. We started from the bottom, now we're here. That might be you. But in my Bible, it says that promotion comes from God. In fact, Psalm 75 says this. For promotion come neither from the east nor the west nor the south. You notice they didn't say anything about the north? Comes from God. And he is the judge. He puts one down and sets another one up. Puts one down, sets another. Man, your business successful, you better thank God. You got a good marriage, you better thank God. You got, you witty and you know how to solve things and you good with numbers and man, that's, that's God. Because there's a lot of people out there that's been put down that it's just the favor of God just not on their life and it cultivates gratitude. There, I mean, I'm honest with you, man. That's self-made stuff, man. It's, it's dangerous because it cultivates pride. So there's three acknowledgments that we got to have in our life every day to cultivate gratitude. He is God. I'm not. He made me. I didn't make myself. And last but not least, I belong to him. I belong to him. It says this, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. We belong to him. And in this text, guys, this is Old Testament. And so these are the children of Israel. They were God's chosen people. God chose to move through them to everyone else. They belong to God by birth. They were God's. And if you're born again, and if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if he is the good shepherd of your life, it says this about us in 1 Peter 2, 9. It says, but you are not like that, but you are a, everybody say it, chosen people. You're chosen. I'm a chosen person. I am a royal priest. I am a part of a holy nation. I am God's very own possession. I belong to him. I belong to him. And because I belong to him, and because I'm chosen, and because I recognize that he is God and I'm not, because I realize he made me and I didn't make myself, here's the key to gratitude, guys. Watch this. Now I can show others the goodness of God. See, I can show the goodness of God to others because I'm receiving goodness here. Whatever I get from my heavenly father now, I can share here. What I get vertically, I can share horizontally. So when I get forgiveness here, I can forgive here. When I get grace here, I can give grace here. When I get love here, I can give love here. I can't give what I don't have. Gratitude comes from acknowledging who God is, period. This is how we cultivate. You can clap. This is how we cultivate Gratitude. It's not behavior modification, it's heart transformation. It's not behavior, yeah, you, you better say thank you. I don't even know why I'm saying thank you. It's heart transformation. He's God, he made me, I belong to him. He's God, he made me, I belong to him. So where's my anxiety? Where's my stress? Where's my trouble? My heart is continually Grateful, I can show the goodness of God because I acknowledge God's goodness. See, gratitude is not just an acknowledgement of good, but it's an acknowledgement of God. I can't show what I don't know. I can't show what I don't know. I'm incapable of showing it in its purest form if I don't know it. Gratitude is also a reflective attitude and an action. It's reflective. I get it from him, I give it to you. 
I get it from him, I give it to you. I get it from him, I give it to you. There's a story in Luke 17 of some lepers, and if you don't know what leprosy is, leprosy is a skin disease that eats from the outside and the inside. And there was these 10 lepers, and they're outside the camp because they couldn't be around anyone else. They were put outside until their leprosy was healed. They were never invited back into community. And it says this, as Jesus was continuing on his journey to Jerusalem, he reached the border of Galilee and Samaria. And he entered a village where there were 10 men with leprosy. And they stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. We're outsiders. Jesus, please have mercy. They were acknowledging that he could heal them. Jesus, have mercy on us. And it says that he looked at them and said, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, that's faith. See, faith is action. As they went, they were cleansed from their leprosy. As they went, 10 were cleansed from their leprosy. And one of them, one, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus. Gratitude is a reflective action, an attitude. He came back to Jesus shouting, praise God, and he fell to the ground. He fell to his feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Wasn't it 10? Only one came back. Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Man, are you one of the nine or are you the one? Have you circled back to give glory to God? I just gave you a bunch of reasons why every single day. In fact, in fact, yeah, let's, let's do that. Can we have a 15-second praise right now? Man, God, we thank you right now, God. We worship you. God, you put... But the wind in my lungs, God, the heart is beating in my chest, God. Lord, my blood is running warm in my veins, God. You have clothed me today. Lord, I'm clothed in my right mind. Right now, I can give you glory and gratitude, God, because you're good. Because you're good. You're good and your mercy endures forever, God. You are good. I don't have to worry about a thing because every little thing is going to be all right. Everything is going to be all right. That's what praise is, is thankfulness and gratitude toward God. But I have three questions for you. This, leprosy, this man with leprosy saw that he was healed. He saw that he was, he took notice, I'm healed. What do you see when you look at your life? Well, what, what do you see? What has been done for you? What do you see when you look at your life? Secondly, he came back to Jesus. He came back to the one who healed him. Who in your life needs to be acknowledged? Who, who, who is it? Was it a coach? Is it your mom, your dad, your cousin, your nephew? Or who, who is it in your family? Or who is that person that you can point back to and say, man, thank you. 
know, my mom used to say something before she passed away. She said, Ralph, give me my flowers while I live. Don't you come to no graveyard putting no flowers down on the ground because I ain't there. Who needs your flowers? I know a good florist, Carol Wood Florist is great. Maybe you need to buy some flowers and just tell somebody, thank you. Circle back. I appreciate you. Last but not least, he fell to the ground at Jesus' feet. When you go to someone and you express gratitude, go with a posture of humility. He had a posture of humility. And what humility says is this, you don't owe me anything. I'm, coming to co- not, I'm not coming to collect. You don't owe me anything. I'm not coming to collect, but I'm coming to deposit. I want to deposit in your life. I, I know it's been rough. Man, I know we don't talk much. I, I, I even know that it, sometimes I, I said some things and I did some things, but I just need to come to you and tell you that I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't want our relationship to be that way. Thank you for what you've done. You know, I grew up in a household where we were kind of all spread out everywhere. And my sisters took care of me. It's one of them that we was talking the other day, and she said, boy, I remember Thanksgiving. You used to be around the house, and you do this, and you do that. And it was just such a reminder. Say, thank you, sis. I appreciate you. But sometimes, man, we got to circle back to show gratitude and give the flowers while they're here. You know, that last point was, I belong to him. Do you belong to him? I mean, man, he's been chasing after you. In fact, the Bible says that he knocks on the door of our heart. He's been knocking on your door for years. And he's a gentleman. He's not going to kick the door down. He's waiting for you to open that door. And it's important for you to understand that you're chosen. You're even chosen to hear this message. Remember your heartbeat and the breath? Today's the day of salvation. Don't you leave here until you know that you know that when you close your eyes for the final time, that you're going to see him face to face. And he will welcome you and say, well done, my goodness. Come on in with gratitude. Thank you for serving me and following me. Thank you for your deposits into the kingdom of God after your heart has been changed. Would you bow your heads right now? God, you're so gracious to us to the point that we don't, I mean, really, really, really don't deserve it, God. I'm reminded what David said. David said, who is man that you are even mindful of him? You seem so big, yet you're so near. And so God, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that gratitude will become cultural in their household, And that gratitude will take root in their hearts. That lives will be changed. Marriages will be saved. Children will come home. And our churches will be a place where we express thankfulness to each other. But God, in this moment, by the power of your spirit, if there's anyone here 
You say, Ralph, man, you know what? I need to belong to God. I want to trust him for myself. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. You can say it loud or you can say it silently in your seat because it's really between you and God. Repeat this prayer after me. This is for commitment and recommitment. Say, Father God, forgive me for my sins. Today, I place my faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Come live in me by the power of your Holy Spirit and your presence. Take possession of me and live through me. I belong to you. In Jesus' name. Now keep your head bowed, guys. I'm the only one looking around, and I, I just want to see a response. If you prayed that prayer today, it was a commitment or a recommitment to God, would you just put your right hand up in the air? Let me see you. Yeah, I got you down here on the floor. Up in the tear section. I got you up there. Good stuff. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Come on, guys. Let's give God some praise right now. You're a part of a holy nation. If you prayed that prayer today of a commitment or recommitment, stay in your seats. We're not done yet. Hold up. I want you to text the word yes to 81313. And what's going to happen there is this. We want to reach out to you and come alongside you to help you grow in your relationship with Christ. And you're sitting there, you're saying, Ralph, okay, man, I've accepted Christ. I'm committed to him. I'm going to walk in gratitude. Is it going to be all rainbows and unicorns? <laughs> no, it's not. But here's what I would say. This is God's will for our life, 1 Thessalonians 5, to be thankful in all circumstances, not for the circumstance, not for it, but in it. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. We thank God for it. We don't thank God for it. We thank him in it. Let gratitude carry us through the storms of life. Because we're acknowledging that he is God, that he made us, and that we belong to him. And when we acknowledge that, we can share it with others. God bless you guys. We love you. We're going to turn it over to your campus pastors. Thank you for listening to the Grace Family Church podcast. For more info, check out gfcflorida.com or connect with us by texting the word CONNECT to 81313. We look forward to meeting you at one of our locations soon.